is the main satellite. The main satellite. You motherfuckers hear that? The main satellite. I didn't mean to hijack the, the podcast with uh, this. Uh, nah, you good. Talk about physical activity and health and stuff like that, but <clears throat> we can get down to business. Well, you it's didn't mean to, you didn't mean to hijack it, but you did. You did it anyhow. Man. <laughs> the main satellite got hacked. <laughs> it got hacked temporarily. <laughs> so um, I'm gonna get something to fill my mug. And um, Dub, you gonna get us kicked off? You know, I wanted to, I wanted to just throw out some more uh, light spirited topic. You know what I mean? Like, um, for me, it's nothing better than than realizing who you are by the way of understanding how you became that way. You know, you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, if you say, "Hey, I'm a person with hard work ethic." And then you kind of reflect temporarily on what made you that way. Well, if I'm, you know, I, I'm a family type of guy. What you reflect on what made you that way. But for the most part, you know, not necessarily cultural based, but just who we are as individuals, you know what I'm saying? I wanted us to just think temporarily, you know, have a little nostalgic travel through time about, you know, what is it in our upbringing not necessarily how we were raised but just moments in our upbringing that we think helped us become who we are you know what i'm saying whether that's you know a, a certain song you heard a certain a certain movie you watched you know what i'm saying a certain book you read a certain comic you read you know what i mean or, or whatever the case may be you know what what about it made you think okay you know what i i, I can fuck with this 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 is this is gonna be a part of my identity. You know what I'm saying? Like what 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 types of things help lock you in as far as your identity? So like for me, I'm just throwing some music out there because you know, I'm not like a music head, I ain't a hip hop head, but I definitely, I definitely um I definitely connect with some of the music that I remember listening to for you know hard when I was coming up. You know what I mean? So um you know, I my I, I'll throw this out there. I'm my one of my nostalgic moments is my first cassette. That's right, cassette for those young listeners. A cassette tape, an actual device, a little cassette, a little plastic box that held some ribbon in it. <laughs> put it in your Walkman, you know. Put it in your boombox. You know what I'm saying? Put it in your, your 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 house system. You know those those old school uh, stereo house systems that were about five foot tall speakers, mm. but it but it really only had two little tweeters inside. You know, my first cassette tape that I ever purchased with my own money. Because when I was growing up, you know what I'm saying, it was it was a big thing of uh, uh, parental advisory. You know what I'm saying, kids couldn't just go out and buy whatever they wanted to. You know, you had to be a certain age to be able to listen to certain types of music. But Biggie, Ready to Die, 
was the first album that I bought. I wasn't old enough to buy it, but you know what I'm saying? I hung out at the record shop, so he 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 let me slide on that. Ready to Die was the first album I bought. And when I think back about that album, I, I'll be real. I probably mentally was not ready to hear some of the things that I was hearing on that album. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't never heard about people killing people or I ain't know I ain't know how to make fucking crack. You know what I'm saying? At the time, I think I was maybe like 14. Uh, I ain't know nothing about that. You know what I mean? So, but hearing that, it opened my eyes to realize that this world has a lot more in it than I really thought it did. That was the main thing for me. Like, okay, I may understand my neighborhood. I may understand my school, my family, my friends, my society within a, you know, when you were a teenager, what, maybe like a a 10 mile radius. (laughs) But listening to that album, I was like, man, this world bigger than I ever thought it was. Like just, just a simple fact that he's black, he's a man, he's in America, but he's talking about shit I never even heard of, like a triple beam. What the fuck is a triple beam? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what? And, and back then, there wasn't no Google. Like, I couldn't, like, Google it and find out. I just had to listen more to the music to try to figure out what the hell he was talking about. Mm-hmm. So that was the main thing for me to get an understanding, like, you know what I'm saying? You, it, It's a big world out there. You know, don't get, don't get so wrapped up in my hood, my block, my city, my family, my friends, you know what I'm saying? It's all part of a big picture, you know? Mm-hmm. And just for clarity's sake, I am 41 years old and I still don't know what triple beam means. But hey, sounds, it's a big sounds, world, baby. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what does that mean? What does it mean? Uh, it's a scale. You know, it's a scale. It's you. So it's a... It's a measurement tool to measure out the correct amount of a substance, whatever that may be. Okay. I never knew what so it was. It's a beam. The scale has three beams on it. Um, it's kind of it's kind of like uh if you remember back, see the reason I actually how I found out what it was was through uh I don't even know if she's still alive, Miss Boyette science class. <laughs> <laughs> Back in back in high school, we actually used the triple beam hmm. and uh, to measure out some beakers for science class. And I was like, "Is this what he?" But it, it's not called that. But I was like, "Is this what he was talking about?" And then I kind of put two and two together, and yeah, that's what he was talking about. Okay, thank you for uh, uh, informing me of that. I, I had no <laughs> idea. What it was. I just knew it sounds good in, in the ten crack members. I never, I never <laughs> thought of looking it up. Yes, or sir. I yes, give sir. It, it rolled. Right off the tour, yeah. Yes, sir. I, I think about a, uh, a, a a trip in the summer that my family we we went uh, to to Alabama. Um, up to that point, my life was the Carolinas, you know, Virginia, you know, uh, that part of the United States. Um, I remember being around nine and being old enough to actually remember taking those trips to visit grandma in the country. And just being exposed to, uh, you know, I, I was the only, I'm not the only child, but I had, you know, it was me and my sister and being introduced, you know, to my, to my uncle, who was just a couple uh, years older than me. So he was driving age and just, I, I remember in the summer, you know, hanging out with him, you know, him out there in the summertime, you know, 
washing and waxing his, his cutlass, you know, to him, like his <laughs> cutlass was everything, you know, to him, it was like, you would think he was driving like a, a pristine Cadillac, you know, that's right. It was Diamond in the back. <laughs> yeah. When you 16, you know, and you got a car, you know, that's, that's like the best feeling. But I, I remember being introduced to just this music and just, just the Southern culture from him, you know, just what it meant to be country, you know, having the cutlass, you know, he was all about speakers and the rims and <clears throat> just hanging that's out right. with him that summer, you know, that that's what introduced me to, you know, just music in general. I mean, to this day, it's like, I, I can't even drive a car without having any type of speakers, any type of sound system in it. If I don't have something in there that's gonna rattle the trunk, it don't, it don't even feel right, you know? And, uh, you know, I, those moments, you know, uh, I, I felt like a lot of times I didn't really know, you know, who I was other than a black man, uh, history books, you know, being descendant of a slave, you know, but as far as, roots as far as the southern heritage as far as you know meeting family members you know uh great grandmothers you know individuals who lived a long life that were 80 90s you know were able to tell you how life was and you know how you know they used to do things you know uh life was more simplistic you know uh they didn't have they didn't they didn't have access to jumping in the car and you know driving to the walmart you know they they had farms you know they they grew vegetables they lived off the land you know, they had chickens, you know, so, yep. uh, you know, things like that, you know, being exposed to that just, it showed me more of a, a more uh, like hunter gatherer. I don't know the word I'm really trying to get to, but it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's a more simplistic part of life. You know, it's not the big buildings and the, yeah. and, and everybody being on the go and cars zooming and, and it's, it's, it's more simplistic. It's, it's waking up, you know, when you, when you hear the chickens in the morning, going out there, gathering the eggs and they'll slop in the hogs. You know, that experience in the summer, you know, <laughs> my grandparents, that they gave me everything, man. That that kind of formed who I am today, you know, as far as what family means and, the, you know, uh, just the community, you know, one family, uh, that family, there's kids. It's like everybody's raising everybody's kids. You know, uh, it was also a time where, you know, people weren't out there just shooting. You know, you, you have, a, it was nothing for you to just jump off the bus and just start scrapping. You know, people weren't picking up guns and, and shooting yeah. back then. You know, you, you know, it was nothing for the bus driver to be like, okay, you know, you, you and you and old boy, y'all got a problem. Okay. You know, they'll stop the bus and just let you just dump it out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so he get it out of the system. And we ain't going to go the whole school year, y'all, you know, cutting up my bus. We're not going to have it. So. And hey, your bus um, is lit. Yeah. Well, nah, my, I'm talking. My, my bus used to get turned around, taken back to school for that, man. Man, you get people start joining and start talking about each moms and talking about their shoes and their clothes, you know, people fighting. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's just what it was. When no taking guns and shit, nobody was shooting. It was just, you know, you go out there and you, you take in the back and you fight, you know. But uh, repeat the question for the people real quick, big dog. Repeat the question. Because I'm I'm coming in. I want to make sure I, I articulate this correctly. Well, welcome to the show, the main satellite, you know. So why? Uh, <laughs> For those of you who are wondering, you know, we just want to know being nostalgic. You know what I'm saying? We're going to take a nostalgic moment. We're going to take a, a, a ride back in time and, and just think about those moments in our lives or, or a particular thing in our life that we feel like gave us a little bit more insight on who we were. You know what I mean? So, you know, like I said, you know, understanding some, some different types of uh, 
some uh different types of lyrics from rap you know what i'm saying big gave me understanding that <laughs> hey i need i need to bump up my my uh my street my street understanding you know what i'm saying my street smarts is not what it needs to be i also understood you know it's a bigger world than what i think it is you know what i'm saying j-dog got here some of his experience taught him you know it's okay to to go in slow motion you know what i'm saying it's okay to to soak in those experiences and, and just uh, just take it for what it is you know everything got to be rush and go sometimes you just gotta you gotta soak in that little that little love you gotta soak in that sunshine so that's what we talking about like what type of moments make that you think it ain't got to be a big moment you know what i'm saying but it's just something that you think kind of made you be like okay open your eyes a little bit to something a little different so 1996 Graduation year, Freedom High School, Morganton, North Carolina. I had a Hyundai XL, 1990, CD changer in the back, six disc CD changer. I don't even know if y'all remember this. It had a little remote control. Oh, you had money. Oh, nah, I saved up for that yeah, one, yeah. man. I you saved had money. up for that one. <laughs> had, had, little, had the Pioneer system in the front with a detachable face. You could take the face off of it. Hey, look, and I had an MTX speaker, one tenant speaker in the box. And every morning I would go to school, I would bang that Bone Thugs and Harmony East 1999. Crank that <laughs> shit. Didn't know what they were saying. <laughs> I, I, look, look, I wasn't about that lifestyle. I didn't grow up that way. I grew up in, I grew up on one street with all of my family members living on the same road. I had a garden that was probably a hundred yards long in my backyard. I grew up off the land. My family um, used to plant their own vegetables. My grandmother was to the right of me. My aunt was to the left of me. Two two other aunts were to the left of her. So I knew nothing about the street. We had a black wreck and we had a white wreck. I used to go to the white wreck. I used to go hang with my friends at the black wreck. And so I'm telling you, man, like it, I could taste it. I can almost, I can smell the air of what it was like in 1996. I can tell you what it felt like when I'm cranking that Bone Thugs and Harmony, when I'm cranking that Biggie, that Tupac. In the back, when Crossroads hit the scene, meet me at the Crossroads. Come on, man. Come on. I didn't even have an Uncle Charles, but I miss my Uncle Charles. Man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, when the video came out, think about when the video came out. That shit was revolutionary. Remember the angel of death was coming in and touching people? Man, and that yeah. was scary as oh, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> their eyes would turn black. Yeah, yeah. man. I was, I was like, damn, room. that shit. Remember at the, end, he had his, the angel that wings was. came out and he was holding the baby at the very mm. end. And it was oh, yeah. on the, they were on the stair on the staircase to heaven, man. Mm -hmm. Listen, man, I'm trying to tell you, like, that's one thing I wish I could convey to the new generation. I cannot make my son; he's 13. I cannot make him for the, for the life of me make him appreciate Bone, Biggie, Tupac, Jay Z, Reasonable Doubt, some of the earliest stuff. Nas, I can't make him appreciate any of it. I, and last oh. thing I'm gonna say, I had a guy I went to school with. I never forget 1996 in high school graduation year. If y'all remember the Honda CRX with the hatchback. Y'all remember what they yeah. looked like? The little Honda Sierra. Yeah. He had a, a, ten, a 12 inch kicker solo barrack with a Rockford Fosgate punch amp hooked to it. He used to set off car alarms beside him. It was so loud. It was like cracking the pavement. <laughs> I when, I think, when I think about the sound, man, when I think about, and it's not like that anymore. People are not into that like they used to be. But I'm trying to tell you, man, like when you talk about nostalgia, I can almost smell what summertime felt like. Yeah, I definitely feel you on that. Cause I, I remember I remember I was with Jay in high school. So 
his base game was nasty. nasty. <laughs> was it really? What you had, Jake? Oh, it was nasty. Oh, I mean, it was. What I'll you tell you this. Jake? I had some Sherwin Vegas. Oh, I had two swells back then, man. Yeah. He had Sherwin Vegas. I worked all summer for them twelves too, man. Look, he had look. Shoes. This man That's had two twelves <laughs> and a Volkswagen Beetle. <laughs> but he, if he had Sir in Vegas, he was rich, rich. He wasn't rich. He was rich, rich. Sir in Vegas. Yeah, bro, listen man. to me. Two twelves in a box. Oh yeah, yeah nah. Man. I had mine yeah, bridged. Sir. I didn't even have an amp. I tell you one thing that, that takes you back. Here's some, some here's some nostalgia for you. You remember the smell of burning wires when you fried that first amp. Boy, it, it's like oh, it's like it, it never gets out of your clothes. It's if you've ever smelled an electrical fire, it's something you'll never forget. I remember 19, <laughs> I remember being a senior in high school, laying in the car, trying to wire these amps up and burned it and it smoked my entire car out. It took probably a week for that smell to go away. <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing, but I was out there hooking stuff up all the time, man. We were riding though, when we dug, we were riding. He though. was, man. Hey, that man. I used to go to I used to go over to that man's house, man. He used to stay in the garage, man. I was like, damn, this shit like a damn science lab about this motherfucker, man. He got all he got all kind of wires and lights and switches and shit and all this type of shit. I was like, where all this shit gonna go? He's going, it's gonna go in the bug, bro. It's gonna go in the bug. What's it? We're gonna be hard in these streets. They're gonna hear us coming a mile away. I was like, all right, bro. Yeah, I'll be damn if he that, won't line though. <laughs> shit. You remember when I got that, you remember when I got that tent that summer dog? They oh. had the little banner that went on the windshield. Oh, the, the all the eyes on me there. banner. <laughs> I put the letters up there on the windshield. Hey, he put bro. all eyes on me across the windshield, man. He ain't put no two fuck up there, dude. Across the windshield. Yeah, and of course, that was the theme song every time we pulled all into a parking lot, man. <laughs> oh, man. Those hey, y'all, times, y- man. Y'all, y'all, remember when, y'all remember when the whole Machiavelli theory and everything happened? When Pac passed away, oh. I, was a freshman, I was a freshman in college, 1996, like I said, in that fall. And Pac died. I'll never forget. And we all kept talking about the theory that Pac was still alive. Remember the Machiavelli when he dropped Machiavelli? The mm-hmm. albums kept dropping. They had like man, six I, Machiavelli albums. Man, the albums <laughs> just kept dropping, bro. I swear I was like, Pac's still alive, man. <laughs> the I'm Pac. I'm Pac. I'm Pac. What do you mean, was? <laughs> what do you mean, was? <laughs> he in Barbados, man. Shout out hey, to Pac. Tuning hey, in the biggie, main man. satellite. Are hey, you biggie, though, though? Shout out to Pop. Hey, dude, he said right you now. biggie. He said you biggie. You, you biggie. I'm Pop. How the fuck are you, Pop? No, bro. You, <laughs> no, no hell no. I know who you are, like but I ain't gonna okay, pull, I ain't gonna pull your card like that. Oh, uh, really? <laughs> who, who am I then? Who you got? Who am I? Ain't gonna do it. Ain't gonna Drink. do it. Hey, dr- <laughs> <laughs> little little Tootsie slide. What you saying, man? <laughs> hey, Drake's the man right now. Be honest, man. I'm more like hey, let Nas. me throw this out there though. You know a movie that taught me a lot. It's crazy. Two movies. Two movies always stand out in my head. If if somebody was like, "What was your favorite movie growing up?" Two movies. Crazy. The first one. Hold on. Hold. Wait. Hold. Hold. Go ahead. On. Y'all talked about music. Let me let me put my little two cents. Go in, ahead. Uh, before we start time jump into movies um my brother introduced me to a lot of music old school r&b music my father did too they introduced me to a whole lot of uh, old school r&b music um and hip-hop at the time rap so 
I'm gonna just talk about hip hop right now. My brother introduced me to Public Enemy, uh, KRS-One, Big Daddy Kane, stuff like that, mm. uh, BDP, um, Leaders of the New School, Tribe Called Quest, all that kind of stuff, man. Like back in the day, it was cool to be educated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was cool to be educated mm-hmm. and conscious. And medallions were a thing at the time, you know, African medallions. Oh yeah, know? and he he would he had a number of them, and he would let me rock. Um, fuck, I don't use rock. He would let me wear African medallions <laughs> to school. You know, I was in like third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, all that. You know, I was I was I was wearing them. He told yeah. me what it meant and everything. He's a you know I I remember it to this day. Um, the yellow is for the gold that they stole. The green is for the land that they they stole. The black yep. is for you know we're black. It's our skin. Mm-hmm. Red for the bloodshed. Yep. Yep. Red for the bloodshed. Yep. I remember that to this day, man. Um, so that really, um, really shaped me into the person I am today. Like I, I, I still try to stay conscious. I still try to stay up to date. I still try to. I still am for the people, mm-hmm. the, the the progress of our of our people. Um. So, <laughs> but Tupac came along, um, sometime in that you know like ninety one ninety two. I didn't know he had an album out. Um, I saw Juice before I knew he had he had an album out. My brother and me went to go see Juice. And we loved it. <laughs> but then my brother, like my brother, um, you know, a few days after the movie, he said, like, you know that, you know, Bishop got an album. I was like, huh? He's Damn. like, yeah, this Bishop got an album. You know, he, right. he he's down with Digital under, Underground. Like, he introduced me to Digital Underground, too. He said, this is his album, Tupacalypse Now. Man, I used to play that tape so much, man. I know, I probably know all the songs by heart. Um, but Tupac showed me it was Tupac was a combination of all of that that I just described being for your people, being educated and being conscious. So he made he had a, a huge impact on me because he showed me that it was it was it, you could you could be educated and conscious and still have a little edge to you. So that's why Tupac had a a, a a, a huge impact on me, man. So I just had to say that my brother introduced me to a lot of music, and he's still introducing me to a lot of music to this day. Yeah, I just had to throw that in there, man. Now we can jump to to movies. Hey, but no, no, to- can you can you? Because you, we gotta we gotta realize that some of our listeners might not be in our age bracket. Mm-hmm. So explain again the whole medallion concept, because I it 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 may have went over my if I was. If, no offense to those of you who uh, didn't understand. I'm trying to help you out. Explain what those colors and what a medallion actually was, like what it looked like and what those colors actually explain that. So a medallion is uh, usually that they're handmade. It's not, it, it goes around your neck. It's not gold. It's made from uh, fabric. Um, leather. Leather. Um, cotton rope, or I don't know what the rope made out of, you know what I'm saying? But but the medallion is handmade, and a lot of them were uh the continent of Africa, and a mm-hmm. lot of them uh had those colors that we just mentioned, you mm-hmm. know, three or four colors in it. 
the black for black folks for our skin the green is for the land that they stole from us the gold is from the gold they stole from us mm-hmm. the red is for the bloodshed of 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 you know them going over there and taking us from our land you know killing us gotcha. and, and and we and us dying in the slave in, in the slave trade and us dying over here in america and all this all that stuff man so did i miss a color Nah, you got it. Got nah, you hit them all. All four colors. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was just asking because you know some people be like, "I'm a dying." You know, some some listeners they only may know a chain. Mm-hmm. They they may know a charm or or a piece. You know what I'm saying? They're mm-hmm. an actual uh, handmade, hand stitched, or or you know, machine stitched, mm-hmm. made out of fabric type of accessory they may not be familiar with so yeah we, we, we know, were medallions though we were married medallions before people were wearing jesus pieces like mm-hmm. before jesus pieces became popular and before people were wearing gold chains or around the same time that people were wearing gold chains mm-hmm. i mean you had a, you had a different sect of hip-hop right so we talk about conscious rap like you mentioned you had leaders of the new school which you know buster rhymes was a part of that you had mm-hmm. um you know you had every time you you could always tell on rap city when the vibe changed, right? You know, I remember when you watch a rap city mm-hmm. and the vibe changed a little bit, like they might play like Biggie, Pop, Nas, Jay-Z, mm-hmm. and then they would move over to Diggable Planets or they would move over to, uh, you know, Pluck One, Pluck Two, Pluck Three. You know what I mean? Like they might change the, the, the whole, you know, African Bombada, like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it would change the whole atmosphere, like, like uh, KRS-One, for example. I never appreciated KRS-One. I think I appreciated him more when I was younger, and then when I got older, I didn't appreciate him as much because I felt like he didn't evolve with the times. He was so militant in his thought process. But to your point, when you think about the things that impacted us as childhood, I can't, I'm telling you, I would stop everything I was doing when Rap City was coming on. Everything I was doing, I could not wait to see who was in the basement. I could not wait to see who was on Rap City, who was getting in the booth. If y'all remember when they got in the booth, right? Yeah. 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 I remember. I remember. Um, the thing like I, I you mentioning that like how anxious you were to see how anxious all of us were to 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 be into that type of stuff like kids nowadays are anxious to be in this hip-hop stuff but a lot of the stuff I ain't saying all the stuff a lot of the stuff ain't talking about shit and that's what's sad to me you know it ain't. Like, like like back then they were they were we'd like to have fun they like to have fun with, with with rap music and stuff like that, but it was a balance to it. You know, you had some conscious stuff in there too, some stuff that made you proud to be black in that stuff too. But nowadays, it's just all about partying and, and, and money and yeah, you know, women or 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 the female rappers. Shit, Queen man, Queen Latifah man, MC oh, Light man. Queen Latifah was my true lyricist. Yeah, I, I don't give a fuck about no Nicki Minaj or no motherfucking um. What's Cardi that? B? Cardi B or who that other girl that can't fucking rap to me? Um, with the <laughs> Megan Thee Stallion, the man, man, they're just like they they like they strippers that rap. That's all. That's all. That's all I see, man. They ain't talking about shit. I'm not saying that women got to be talking about something all the time, but damn. When's the last time we heard a self destruction album though? Yeah. Y'all remember when self remember when self destruction came out when everybody was yeah. talking about you know all the murders and 
you know, people getting killed yeah. and, and putting the guns down. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, when was, when was the last time we heard that? I mean, you know, Chicago alone last year experienced over 500, 500 homicides, man. Mm-hmm. 500 people died in the city of Chicago in gun violence alone. They're going to probably top that or triple that this year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. but, when's the, but when's the last time? And I always talk to my kids and younger people, listen to the music, but don't be the music. Yeah. You can listen to the hip hop. You can listen to the culture, but don't be the mute. Don't be the music. Right. Don't be what you're listening to. Just because you're listening to somebody robbing and stealing and killing doesn't mean you got to go out and replicate that. Right. I mean, you know I'll be mean, real. Like my, my, uh, back then I used to memorize songs because I valued what was being said. You know what I mean? Like I know a song, the ad lives, you know, the, uh, you know what I'm saying? The, <laughs> I know I would know it all like the ad libs, the song, the lyrics, the hook, you know what I'm saying? I would, I would learn it because I want to know what they saying. I want more. I want to fully understand and fully just embrace what was being said in that moment. Now, not all of it was positive. Some of it was, some of it had kind of some, some sketchy, uh, um, origins, but, you know, still, I understood that it was coming from a person who who knew what artistry was, mm-hmm. rather right. than just, you know, what I'm saying making a making a song to become a number one and and to get a check. You know what I mean? Like, because mm-hmm. back then, artists really, I mean, I'm not gonna say they didn't make money, but they definitely were under undervalued and underpaid for their contribution to our society. Mm-hmm. So well, they, they didn't have the platform that they do now. Like they didn't have the mass appeal that they did now. Think about it. If you put an album out, you had to sell it in a CD. You couldn't have instant gratification. You can do a stream. Back then, think about what. Think about the numbers that Puff that that. Think about the numbers. I, I don't even know why I said Puff. I should never say Puff. <laughs> that's, that's that. That's your man. <laughs> nah, nah. Think about the damn think about, about Puff Daddy. Nah, think about the numbers that Tupac would have did. If he could have just lot just streamed one of his albums, just one of his albums, Tupacalypse Now or or the double album that he released, just think about the numbers that he could have did if he could have just streamed them. But instead, they had to they had to press them, put them on a CD, they had to get them to the consumer. The consumer then had to buy them thirteen ninety nine or fourteen ninety nine. Remember when you had to go to the store and buy a CD? Mm-hmm. Now you can simply with the with the press of a button i can download the whole album i've got it on my phone i'm listening to it about 15 minutes after it drops mm-hmm. so i guess what i'm saying is when you think about it tupac's album some of his songs brenda's got a baby listen to the lyrics man read the lyrics like uh dear mama mm-hmm. every mother's day man i crank dear mama just just because i feel like it mm-hmm. just because i feel like it you know what i'm saying I, I didn't grow up in that environment but i could still connect to it you know, the lyrics aren't the same, man. But to your point, when you think about nostalgia and the things that hit you different now when you're older, it's like, man, we had some really good quality music. And I just don't think we understand that that, that genre is going away. Like the storytellers, like Slick Rick, mm-hmm. you know, the children's story, like all these albums, man, like Grandmaster Flash and like some of the artists Papa from Ricky. back in the day. <laughs> yeah, those things are going away, man. Yeah, when, even more, recent, even more recently, Goody Mob and Outkast. Hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that. Hell yeah. Soul food. Come Man. on now. Mm. Hey, what, what was that song, uh, bro? Um, <laughs> there were so many of them. Uh Goody Mob, uh Soul Food. That was that was one of them. That was just Go one of them. Get your soul. soul food. Food. 
Sunday morning, where you eat? Yeah, I'm on 1365 Wichita Drive. Yeah, hell yeah, man. How many songs can we do that now? I think that I think here's the thing I think that we the way that we can see it now at our age and what we experience with uh, these uh, artists, musicians, storytellers and things back then was it, it seemed that they were they were popular musicians, but they didn't become popular musicians, musicians off of nothing at all. They had to be talent involved. They had to be real work involved, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. And so we like the way that I look at it now is they became popular based on the content of their work and the real yep. the, the real drudgery, the sheer drudgery that went into creating those things. So we took, I know I took it for granted that there were people like Goody Mob, there were people like Buster Rhymes, there were- Next time on the main satellite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, fellas. Yeah. All right, uh, good night, bro. All right, take man. it easy, bro. All right. All right.